Welcome to Channel Waves, the podcast where channel leaders share success strategies, best practices, and emerging trends. Brought to you by Structured Web. Here's your host, Stephen Kellum. Welcome everyone to Channel Waves, Structured Web's new and everything channel. I'm your host, Stephen Kellum, and today joined by Megan Moore, who is the VP of uh, Channel Partnerships at ServiceNow. Welcome, Megan. Thank you. Hi, Stephen. How are you? I'm doing really well. And you? I'm so good. So good. You look like you have just been somewhere and just come back. <laughs> I, I feel like I've been somewhere and just come back, but isn't that how we all are? We're all going and coming and <laughs> life is crazy. It's good. Yeah, it is. So we're going to talk today about 2024 and, and what people have been thinking about from channel partners and where they're going to go, and what their expectations and, and, and what they're going to want, what's going to be delivered. And the interesting thing is Megan and I are doing this and it's already... February, and we're already into it, right? So one of the reasons I wanted to have Megan on was because I wanted to see what she thought about some of the predictions that have been out there, some of the expectations from partners and partnerships that are out there, and what's really going to happen because she's right in the middle of it. I know she just got back from her um, her partner kickoff, and a lot's been going on, but we're in February already, Megan. So the prediction- that happened? How did that happen? The prediction <laughs> stuff is like, hey, it's out there. Uh, but really, what's the real world saying? And by the way, we're going to get into AI, but we're going to save AI for the last piece. And I think we're going to start with something you and I had talked about last year and about, about storytelling. And curious of your opinion, because at Structure Web, our goal is to help vendors help their partners be better storytellers, right? And how do, how do we help in channel marketing? That's really, really what we do. And I know that's been a big part of what your mantra and what you've talked about for a long time. So maybe we can talk a little bit about Partners' expectations for 2024, what you think, how storytelling plays into that, partner experience, uh, automation, we can we can go through the whole list, but just curious curious what you're thinking. Yeah, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. It, the storytelling is certainly, it's it's been the buzzword for years now. I, I think it's definitely the most effective way of communicating, you know, anything when a partner goes out and tell, talks about their journey or a customer engagement. And really it's about engagement, right? Having that those intimacy moments or having those points of engagement where your audience really gets kind of caught up in what you're talking about and really wants to listen. And you and I've talked for years, Stephen, about you know what, what's the most effective and what's the best way to do this. And so many people are still kind of online or doing podcasts like these or webcasts. So how do you really capture an audience? And it seems like storytelling is is the way where you get a little bit vulnerable, you get a little bit of an engagement point, and then people you know tend to want to listen more. No, absolutely. So so how do we how do we how do we help them be better storytellers, right? And in your mind, as you're going through this, and it's part of what you do in, in your in your role, right? Is how do we get them there? I hear certain things about, you know, how do we how do we enable them to do this, or how do we use automation to do that? Is there is there a secret sauce? Is there a recipe? Are there things that you you know tried and true that are working for you that you think are going to work well in 2024? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really, you know, getting partners to think or everybody for that matter to go external in, you know, so many of us will be talking about well, what are our partners doing and what's happening in the industry, you know, you got to start at the customer and come backwards from there, right? And there is a certain um, recipe for how to tell a good story, right? And it has to start with like, what was that emotional moment in time or something that happened to kind of trigger all this? And that's all going to start with a customer and a customer problem or something they experienced or, 
say they had like this catastrophic downtime or something that kind of made them think about, God, I need a new solution. And I think if you start there and like, you know, bring it back backwards from there, I think that's really the best way to do it. But it's also, again, about a little bit of vulnerability, a little bit intimacy and really getting that engagement where people want to listen to what you have to say. How, how do you break it up, right? I continually have these conversations about um, here's the long tail, here's the mid-market, here's the enterprise. And, and in the world that I live in, traditionally in marketing automation, that's what we do in Structured Web, a lot on the long tail, a little bit on the prescriptive side, on the mid-market. And the larger partners in the enterprise really weren't using platforms like ours because right. they really customize it, right? It was They didn't want to sound like anybody else. That's all changing. We're going to talk about that when we get into AI. But what do you see across that group of partners? How are you tiering that? How are you talking to them differently? Is that even relevant anymore, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's, I think it's, I mean, for me in this new job here at ServiceNow, it's never been more relevant, right? And what you're talking about is the classic one-to-one, -one, you know, very customized, intimate marketing it's a one to few for those partners that, you know, need some help and have the resources and can do some of it on their own. And then it's the one to many. It's that self-serve automation scale model that you can go capture like a large group of customers. So that is what our whole strategy is about this year is how do you nail those three categories? Because you handle them all differently. One to one, very expensive. You know, when you go down to the scale, one to, you know, one to many, you know, uh, you can do kind of self-serve automation. That's where obviously Structured Web and ServiceNow are doing a ton of work. But how do you go out and capture a larger market and help those partners? So that's the only thing I think about these days are those three categories. And is the partner experience obviously a big part of this and what you offer across all yes. of those, right? Yes. So here's my question. Everyone I'm hearing is, okay, we're doing more with less. So maybe a little bit less or break even on the resources, but expectations are high, not only for creating great partner experience, but in reality, shortening time to revenue for the partners. So here we are is, okay, we have this resources, we have this expectation, and we still have this goal of shortening revenue and making all partners happy. That's, that's a hard thing to do. You're not going to let me talk about AI yet? Because you're pretty <laughs> Okay, here we go. <laughs> By the way, okay, that was a softball to like toss in the thing. <laughs> no, but okay. I mean, you, know, you make a great point, right? Like so many companies, just in the current economic conditions we're in, have to do more with less. There's either layoffs or hiring is slowing, right? Budgets are coming down, yet the expectations have never been higher to do more and more and more and capture more and do more and all that kind of stuff. And so it really, the only way to do that, quite frankly, is technology, right? It's automation, like you talked about, mixed with a little bit of AI sprinkle, which we'll talk about later. But, you know, how do you bring resources to partners um, and in a couple of ways, one, to make it easy as possible for them so that they can go quicker with customers for time to revenue, like you talked about, but two, make it so seamless and simple for them that it's just this great experience. At the end of the day, they are an extension of our sales force, right? So we need to make sure ultimately it's the customer experience, right? Customer experience is going to be largely dependent on their partner experience. Partner experience is dependent on what I put out in the market to make it easier for them. So for us, it's that whole chain that, that goes all the way through. Hmm. So maybe we should talk about AI. Um, I, I don't know how you do without AI. There's two things that I talk about almost on a daily basis around this. Obviously curious of your take on that. One is the do more with less. 
And I think the AI plays really well into it. And, and we're going to differentiate. We talk about AI between what I call the big AI with, you know, the, and the direct line to channel marketing and, and creating content. But I see two sides of it. So I spent a little bit, I actually spent a lot of time talking about do more with less, but I very rapidly, all the conversations get switched over to doing better with less, not more, yeah. but let's actually do better. And let's not just take less and try to figure out to do what we did before, but I think we can accelerate that into a whole lot better. So anyways, that, that, that's what I'm hearing and seeing. No, I think you're totally right. And it's so fascinating because um, AI in general, and especially gen AI, right? It is a once in a generation change. Like it, this is a really, really big one, right? And I think it, you know, it's super interesting. AI has been around for a while. And then I remember you gave me a call. I don't even know how long ago it was, like nine months ago. And you're like, oh my God, I've got this product I want to demo for you. And it's gen AI and it's channel marketing AI. And I just, I do, I was sitting in the same seat when you demoed to me and I'm like, oh my God, I want to get my hands on that. I want to be first to implement it. I want to be first to market with you to do that because it's a game changer what Structured Web is doing. Um, and I cannot wait until we get to release this product out into market because it's it's going to change everything. Well, what Structured Web is doing with you to help the partners to get to the buyer following that whole line that, that you're, you're talking about. You and, I, you and I were sitting over a scotch, and it was probably a very good scotch, probably five years ago at a Channel Focus Bapti event, talking about AI, and I think Ross Brown was sitting there, and we were talking about where would AI go, and, and Ross is at 10,000 feet, and you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is George Orwellian, he's like, it's coming, it's coming, it's all this sort of stuff, and you know, this is five years ago, and we we're talking about it, and even two years ago, you and I were talking about it, going, okay, this is pretty cool where it's going, but nine months ago, we had that conversation when I actually saw something that, like I said, was a direct line to channel marketing to help you help your partners be better storytellers to get to the buyer. That was a pretty cool moment. It was a cool moment. And for those people listening and like, what in the world are they talking about? Right. Because we are going to be first. I'm very excited about it. But so let's talk about what it really means for partners. So. You know, what's what Structured Web is doing is you're going into the ServiceNow IP, into you know, our you know, websites and internal place and training all the LLM models on our language and exactly how we talk and how we position what that product is. You're then taking that, putting it in the structured web, you know, portal that we use with you for all of our content. And imagine now you're a partner. You can come into this, you know, website and you can say, I'm a partner in Korea, I want to go after ITSM. Um, you know, for this market and this type of, uh, you know, person. And literally within seconds, all of this Gen AI is going to create customized content in Korean for that product, for that customer base, for that persona, just like that. I mean, like amazing. And by the way, for partners, it's all free, right? I mean, imagine a world in which you're a partner where even localization and translation used to take you know, nine weeks post-production of when they would do it in, in, you know, the United States. So it is an absolute game changer, especially for our global partners. I mean, for everyone, for sure. But when you reach into the kind of localization and translations, you know, that was the one for me nine months ago, because you know me, I'm very global, very international. That was the one where I was like, oh my God. And when you demoed it for me, you did it in Japanese, I remember. Japanese, I, yeah. I told Dan. And I'm like, like this is amazing. <laughs> I mean, the double bite character right out of the gate. I, mean, I know I'm doing a big uh, promo for you right now, but I'm literally blown away by, you know, the capabilities. And when I, I was just a partner kickoff last week in Vegas, where I met with 
a lot of partners, tons of them were um, global partners. And we talked about the capabilities that are coming, you know, very, very soon. And, you know, their eyes lit up, you know, where can I sign up? How do I get access to this? I am all in. I mean, it was just, the response has been absolutely um, amazing, just astounding. So I am so excited for 2024 and really changing the game here. How much your team, how does your team feel about this, right? I'm sorry, it's such a loaded question. Sorry, I know you. Yeah, no, all good. <laughs> I think, you know, the, the team was, I'd say, skeptical at first, you know, and you and I have talked about, like, it's just this big, scary, like, what is this, you know, and to your point, there is big AI, and then there's channel marketing AI, which are, are very, I mean, they've got similar threads, but different, right? At first, it was like, oh, yeah, well, I don't get it. You know, I don't understand how that's going to happen. But when you can see the demo and touch and feel it and see how fast it is, it's like, how do you not just become a total believer, right? It's like Santa Claus just came to town. I'm so excited. Can't even stand it. That's so funny. <laughs> so maybe because not since you're doing the whole thing, why don't you make tell what's the difference between why channel GPT versus just unleashing chat GPT on, on the partners, right? But that's exactly what I talked about. But like just chat GPT, it's kind of in that, you know, open domain, right? So it's just, and it's it's a wonderful thing. I use chat GPT every day. It does my, you know, my menu planning for what I'm going to make for dinner every week. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, that's more of kind of an open, you know, what's out in the public domain, all that kind of stuff. The channel GPT and what we're doing, you know, on the end of what I said, you know, you guys are training the LLM models on our specific IP and the service now language and our positioning so that you don't get the hallucinations. It's, you know, nearly 100% accurate, not 100%, nothing's 100%, but the work that it takes us to go back and check through it and make sure it's good just takes like no time at all, right? So um, it's very different because it's very customized, right? And there is a cost to that. I shouldn't say that's free. It's not, it's free to our partners. There's a cost to it for us. For me, that is priceless. It's like, you know, we are gonna, we're going to change the landscape and the ease of use and the experience partners have and how fast they can get to market. That is priceless because we're going after big money and big deals. And, you know, we want to be first in market and ServiceNow is a very, um, you know, we, we call ourselves the rocket ship. We're a very, um, I wouldn't say aggressive is the wrong word, but we are absolutely in it to win it. And we're putting everything at the wall right now and we are going to win it. So what would you tell our audience, our listeners about generative AI? What, what do they need to do? I mean, I think you spoke very eloquently on why they didn't get involved, but you know, what, what do they need to do? Maybe share a little bit of the process that you went through, if you can, on figuring out how to how to take that in and figure out how to make yeah. it, right? I think the main thing is, you know, we can read a hundred articles and you can, you know, go to a hundred podcasts and it's great. You're going to get educated, but you have to get your hands dirty in it. So um, I don't know if you're going to be showing the video of this podcast today, but my background, I literally went in and created a Gen AI background that is now my Zoom background, right? And I said, give me a beautiful high-end luxury office in San Francisco with a bookshelf on the left, the Golden Gate Bridge in the back, a sunny day. And here is what I got out of it, right? I had no idea what I was doing, right? But getting in the sandbox and playing with the tools and just seeing what they can do, because once you touch it and feel it and experience it, like, oh my God, that's absolutely insane, right? Even for our employee kickoff next week is a great example, because our company is all about Gen AI. Um, you can now go into the ServiceNow, you know, corporate site and internal site, and we'll do Gen AI headshots just for fun, right? Get every employee playing with it you know, find out all the tools, just get it, you know, doesn't matter what it is, just go in and play with it because all of a sudden your eyes get open. Then you start brainstorming with other people. You realize what the capabilities are. And then, you know, you can jump on that train a lot quicker. 
And a lot of people say, you know, is Gen AI going to replace all these jobs, especially marketing, right? It's a content generator. No, absolutely not. It's not going to replace people's jobs. It's going to replace those people's jobs that didn't go out and play with it and understand it and how to use it and integrate it into their everyday life. That's whose jobs are going to be on the line. So I'm telling my team, get out there and play with it. doesn't matter what the tool is. Just go play. Yeah. Yeah. I love the analogy. I'd heard this. I thought you heard Daniel heard this too. It's like having a, an assistant, right? It's like having a college grad who come in as a great writer, but doesn't know all your content, doesn't know all the nuances, nuances, doesn't understand all the value propositions, but it gives you a great place to start. Right. And so I think that's the, I think that's the time saver. And then how you go beyond, I think your partners are going to be amazed with what they can do. Right. You look at so many partners, the large enterprise partners, they probably wouldn't have come to a TCMA historically because they can't really customize their 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 message, right? And right. co-branding and putting their logo on, it's not enough. They want to be able to put their message to the buyer. And now right. even the largest partner can save time and really create great custom content. I mean, I everyone needs to differentiate, right? The only way to do that is get very specific and talk about, you know, what is your true unique value add over, you know, the competitors that are knocking at the same door. So yeah. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny, I think about, we talk about predictions. You and I are going to have a podcast two years from now, and we're going to be laughing at this one saying, oh my God, like, okay, everyone does that now. Like that was just table stakes now, right? Uh, I think it's going to accelerate incredibly, incredibly fast. Who knows what it's going to be, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, anyways, Megan, um, oh, one last thing. I was going to ask, normally say, hey, any recommendations for anybody out there for 2024? I'm pretty sure you just spent the last eight minutes talking about what they should be doing, what they should be looking at, at for 2024. Any thoughts you want to add to that or stick with where you were? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, I think, and we talk about it amongst my team all the time, just get out there, talk to your peers, go look at what's out there, play in the sandboxes, um, get some think tanks locally. And you're, you know, if you, if you know someone, even if it's a competing vendor, here's the thing. Channel marketing is not brain science, right? We all experience the same problems and we're all dealing with the same thing and trying to figure out how to get better. The most valuable thing that I've done in my career in, in partner marketing is to have friends like you and sit around in rooms with our peers and my peers at you know any, any large vendor. And we all talk about best practices and what are you struggling with and how are you solving it? What are you doing? It's like, it only makes us better and stronger as an industry. And at the end of the day, you know that's what we're all about, right? So I, I say, just get out and network. Okay. All right. So Megan Moore, thank you so much for joining us once again. Uh, Thanks for having me. Way, oh, absolutely. And the best way for people to reach you again would be? Uh, you can hit me up at Megan.Moore at servicenow.com or I'm out there on LinkedIn. I think I'm still Megan Sullivan Moore. I'm still, still going through the wow. name transition, but uh, you can find me either way. Okay. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, listeners. Thank you.